Bronze and Modern Gods, you saw the logo. I'm John. Hey! Hey! I'm Richard. As it says right here below, together again, I'm going to turn that off right now. <laughs> we are here. Uh, not a lot happening this week. It's going to be a really short show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have the audience, live audience. Hi, live audience. We've got uh, our main topic, which is big changes at Marvel uh, this week. We're going to talk about that a bit. We've got underrated books of the week. We've got the old fart rule, everybody's favorite. And our hot book of the week, Richard, what is it? Our hot book this week is Uncle Scrooge number 295. Oh, my. <laughs> Disney just banned this issue from, from future reprints and collections due to some... <sighs> Questionable, <laughs> questionable art choices uh, for Bombi the Zombie and Fula Zula. That, I'm already dreading seeing the uh, images pop up on the screen here with us. Yeah, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm always cognizant of comic art around the time period, right? Mm -hmm. When you originally showed me these, because I hadn't seen this book before. Right. When you originally showed me the artwork from it, I thought it was a book from the 40s. It looks like a book from the 40s. No. <laughs> but it's not. 1995 by Don Rosa. Ooh. Ooh, that's, that's a tough book to defend. Uh, you know, it, 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 Don, Don Rosa was drawing new Uncle Scrooge stories really much in the vein of Carl uh, Barks. And this was when the orders weren't very high on these Disney books, so there's not a lot of them out there. But this year, Mr. Rosa got an email from Disney, and I'm going to read the, the I'm going to read the email. I'm going to quote the email. As part of its ongoing commitment to diversity and inclusion, the Walt Disney Company is in the process of reviewing their library of stories. As a result, some stories that do not align with their values will no longer be published. This applies to two of your classic stories, The Richest Duck in the World and The Dream of a Lifetime. These stories will not be part of any reprints or new collections. Now, the bad part for collectors here is they'll never be reprinted again because these were part of a longer story called The Life and Times of Uncle Scrooge, mm -hmm. Scrooge McDuck. So they can never reprint that story in full anymore because... Uh, we just talked about this in the, uh, last week, didn't we? About yes, we did. Racial yes, we depictions did. in comics. Yeah, I, I, it's. I feel bad for the collectors who are trying to complete their their, their run. Um, but you know, if you find this book, you know, it it the value of this book is going to be increased because we know it will never be reprinted. Raws are seventy five to eighty bucks on eBay right now. Interesting. No CGC sales since this announcement was made. Uh, the last sale on GPA was for CGC 9.8 last year, October 2022, for a whopping $56. That seems like a steal now, doesn't <laughs> it? It does seem like a steal. Uh, the good thing about these Walt Disney books is they're in um, they're in quarter boxes and dollar bins because nobody buys them. The later Gladstone ones are definitely scarcer, so they do command a premium. But, you know, next convention, dig for <laughs> Uncle Scrooge 295. <laughs> I'm going to be looking now. Yeah, so am I. Wow, crazy. Uh, well, let's go on to our main topic. Again, not a lot of news this week. Uh, really quite. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. You shot me this. Um, you shot me in force this week uh, to the, the news. And I was. 
I, I thought it was inevitable. Yeah. Is how I felt about it. Uh, for you guys who don't know what we're talking about, uh, Disney had a, a bunch of layoffs this week, and as part of their restructuring, they got rid of the entire division called Marvel Entertainment. Now, to be specific, Marvel Entertainment is not Marvel Studios. Marvel Studios is the movie and TV and film division. Uh, Marvel Entertainment handles consumer products, licensing, things like that, and publishing. Yes, Marvel Comics has just been made redundant. Uh, along with it, our good friend Ike, Ike Perlmutter, everyone's favorite CEO, uh, the guy who just gutted Marvel uh, a long time ago and I don't want to dance on the career grave of an 80 year old man but in this case I'm happy to do a jig hey, he's got Disney stock he's got Marvel stock he's comfortable he's fine <laughs> we don't have to shed a tear for old Ike here um, Dan Buckley the president of Marvel Entertainment he's going to stay around the guy who is the president of the comic division and He's going to be reporting to Kevin Feige. If there's a silver lining, that's the silver lining. Exactly. Uh, now, Ike Perlmutter has not been involved with Marvel movies since 2015 when he fought with Kevin Feige over costs related to Doctor Strange. The, just to tell you what a great visionary Ike Perlmutter is, he wanted to fire Kevin, <laughs> the man who basically made a billion dollar multi-billion dollar enterprise multi-billion yeah uh, now since then Perlmutter's job has been limited to, to comics publishing which by the way generates 40 to 60 million in sales annually according to some analysts, some analysts. Mm -hmm. now is that profit or is that gross revenues that seems like a really high number I don't know if I believe that number really I, I could see it if it was gross okay I could see it as gross, uh, but profit, I could never see that much profit coming out of a comics right now. Before anybody gets too worked up and concerned about the fate of the comic book division, let me tell you some of Mr. Perlmutter's greatest hits. Used to pluck paper clips out of the garbage uh, in the Marvel offices to force people to reuse them. People at Marvel still talk about the time he suggested serving potato chips at the movie premiere to save on catering costs. To closely monitor activities at Marvel offices, he at one point installed at least 20 cameras before Disney had them removed. When Don Cheadle was hired to replace Terrence Howard in Iron Man, Perlmutter allegedly told a Disney consumer products executive that no one would notice because black people, quote, look the same. <laughs> we'll miss you, Ike Perlmutter. Thank you for your service. You don't mind the swift kick on the ass on the way out. Yeah, it's it's time. It's obviously time for a change. Um, but I think the real the real story here is Disney, um, Mr. Iger, who who runs Disney, has decided he does not need the separation of Marvel from Disney. Yeah. So now Disney is just going to be another brand within with uh, sorry Marvel is going to be a brand within Disney, and those walls that have kept them kept them separate are going to disappear. Does that mean, and you know, my fear that means comics, which don't generate a significant, if you look at how much comics generate in terms of profit versus just one Marvel movie, right? Um, it's infinitesimal. And it, does that mean that 
now that it is not a separate entity, it's going to simply disappear. Or... I don't think we have anything to worry about because it's absolutely uh, research and development for yeah. Marvel Studios. Think about the comic books that under this, uh, the last few years, last 20 years, have, that have been repurposed as media properties. Oh, yeah. Devil Dinosaur and Moon Girl, uh, uh, Riri Williams, Iron Heart, She-Hulk even. You know, all this stuff was uh, Captain Marvel, uh, the, the Carol Danvers version. All this stuff was repurposed from the comics. They have, Marvel's been very smart about staying as close to the source material as possible. Mm -hmm. And I think DC actually is taking a page from that book now with James Gunn going over there. They're redoing the comics to make it more movie friendly, like this whole Superman family relaunch mm -hmm. that they're doing. That's with an eye to making it a movie property. I don't think the comics division has anything to worry about. In fact, I'm sure people are probably breathing a sigh of relief that Dan Buckley is now out from under Perlmutter. He was co-reporting to Feige and Perlmutter. Okay. But that's not the case anymore. As someone who's had two bosses in the past, <laughs> it is much easier to report to one person, especially when that person is more mentally and creatively aligned with you. You know, I, I, I see whatever happens, it's we're going to see a closer alignment between what happens in the comics and what happens in the movie and TV shows. Right. Um, my fear, though, is comics become simply a vehicle to premiere ideas that are going to be in the movies. And it's simply that. Um, and you're going to start seeing horrible things like product placements in the, in the, in the, the comics. That's already happening. They've already done product placements in, in Marvel books. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It was very much under the Bill Jemis, Joe Quesada era, they were doing product placements. Huh? Okay. And they were very open about it. Um, it hasn't been so much in... The recent times, unless it's been so subtle we've missed it. But speaking of Joe Quesada. Yes. We have more news, people. It doesn't stop there. Marvel's former editor-in-chief, Joe Quesada, signs a first-look deal with Amazon. Under this deal, Quesada will develop film and TV projects with a focus on adapting comic book IP, including both new and existing titles. Does he, does he have... Um... Ownership of any characters? Yeah, uh, the Ash stuff like that that he okay. did for uh, I think it was called Event Comics was the company that he and uh, Jimmy Palmiotti had. Um, but that doesn't mean it has to be his properties. You know what I mean? He could be doing like Invincible. He would be in charge of finding things right. like that mm -hmm. and bringing it to Amazon. From the way I understand it, that's awesome. I, I think he's that's a great pick. Uh, Joe Casada is is. So knowledgeable in the industry and and, and the, the the backstories of all the different comic brands, it's it's a great pick. I hope that something really comes of it. We have these first look things that happen, and it's yeah. uh, sometimes it's it's cashing a check. Yeah, really. <laughs> you know, Mark Millar about mm -hmm. this, you know him and, and his his yeah. properties. So I hope something comes of it, and I hope we see something uh, produced or uh, you know sourced from uh, Joe Quesada. That would be awesome. I, I, you know, it's one of those wait and see things. I'm glad he's got another gig. I think he's an incredibly intensely creative person. I think he saved Marvel Comics, uh, you know, starting with his Daredevil run in Marvel Knights. Shout out to Forrest, DD Comics fan. <laughs> uh, boy, do you know that run of Daredevil was more than 20? Hey, wait, it's not 25 years old this week. <laughs> no. 
What rule is it, Richard? It's the old fart rule. <laughs> <laughs> Old fart rule. 40 years back, we go to 1983 to the books that shaped us as old farts. Richard, you picked this and I got excited. <laughs> I picked uh, Marvel Comics US 1, number one. Uh, anybody from the, from the 80s has seen this book somewhere. I swear they must have printed 12 million copies of this thing. Think about it. It came after it was another toy adaptation it was a hasbro toy with a semi truck that you could run on a track <laughs> called us1 and it came after gi joe mm -hmm. team america transformers you know, micronauts i mean micronauts gi joe and transformers were big successes right so why not have this one in Crystar? i mean you couldn't can't win them all uh but <laughs> You know, I don't think anybody thought this was going to be a huge success uh, because it was announced as a 12-issue series. Oh, okay. You know? Well, this was the first appearance of famous characters like... Ulysses S. Archer. Yes. Get it? Yes, I get, get it. Get it? Papa Wheelie. Uh, Wide Load Annie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize it was from the get-go, only a 12-issue 12, 12 series. It, they kind of uh, said so when they made... I remember reading in the comic reader that, you know, they announced it. And then about issue four, they made it really clear when the critical uh, drubbing began. That it's just a 12-issue series, everybody. Settle down. Because you had this insane story by Al Milgram about a trucker who is... Stalked by someone called the Highwayman, he wrecks his semi, he has his skull fractured, so they replace his skull with like a metal cybernetic skull, and he can now receive CB transition transmissions through his teeth and his skull. That's the superpower, I guess. Uh, I don't know what he would do now that CB is no longer a thing. Uh, his Wi-Fi reception. I guess, yeah, I guess he's 5G, he's pre-5G. He, he started at 5G. Uh, and you've got that. You've got uh, aliens involved at the end. Spoiler. It's crazy. It's craziness. Written by Al Milgram, drawn mostly by Frank Springer, so you know it's going to look great. Uh, but it's all wrapped behind these beautiful Michael Golden covers. Yeah, why'd they spend that money? Uh, Michael Golden. Yeah. Michael Golden. I don't get it. But, uh, yeah, good pick there. Uh, any idea what these sell for? I know. Oh, you do? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. I, I didn't even bother looking these up. Uh, They're free. Come get your US one. It's a piece of Americana. It's, it's a piece, piece of what? Americana. Oh, I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> if, you're looking, if you're looking for uh, the full experience from the 80s, read this book. I wouldn't pay more than a dollar. Maybe, maybe two if it's near mint. Um, but, yeah. US, US one. This is this is a joke for our friend Evan because he he talks about this book all the time. It's absolutely a piece of something. Uh, US one. Moving on to our underrated books of the week, Richard. What do you have? Yeah, um, I, I picked this time a stack of books instead of just one, uh, just because we are here and I could pull them out. All right, yeah. I pick them out. What do we got? I've got a bunch of of 
Fantastic Four. In this case, I've got Fantastic... That camera right there. That camera right there. Yeah, so I have a bunch of Fantastic Fours. Um, I've got issue number 39, which is a gorgeous Doom cover. Nice. Inked by who? Uh, Joe Sinat, right? No. no. You oh, failed. I failed that. Okay. okay we I'm talked sorry. about this before yes, the show started. Inked by Vinnie Coletta. Ew. And, except for the Daredevil figure, which was redone by Wally Wood. Uh, we've got 86, which is another great Doom cover. We've got 60, which is an awesome cover. This is this pose yeah. has been reused a uh, hundred times. And then finally, I've got number 58, which is another awesome Doom cover. Now, I paid, this one here, I paid 30 bucks for. Right? These, these books traditionally have been very affordable. I start to, started to see a trend with these books going up in value. So um, now is the time to pick these books up because we know Doom is coming. Doom, Doom is, is definitely coming. And these are just, I mean, the covers, the colors in these covers are just vibrant and rich. And um, I think we lose some of that with, yeah. with, with the covers uh, today. Because it, they're definitely just great looking covers. Um, well, there's four color process too. Uh, you know, right at the engravers, and now you had, I think you had to be a little more creative to be limited to that palette and get yeah. stuff like, you know, the gradations and this green and everything, whereas now it's just computer coloring. Everybody wants to over-render everything. Right. Like every individual rock on the thing <laughs> would have, like, you know, a light source. Uh, yeah, too yeah. much. Too Great much. covers. Um, you can still buy these books. This one I paid 45 for. This was probably one of the more expensive ones. Price tag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but these are Silver Age books. Uh, they are, um, I think they're a good buy. Look, look for them in bins because they, they probably aren't going to be wall books, but they're going to be available. And they're just excellent, excellent books if you're looking to spec on Doom for a reasonable amount. You know, I'm looking at this again. I might be wrong. Really? This might be a, 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 chick, a chick Stone cover. Let me look real quick, because we'll do this live. We're going to do it live, <laughs> because I'm looking at it, and it doesn't look like Vince Coletta. What issue is that? It's issue 39. 439. It is. Bam, I'm good. Chick Stone. Does it? Chick Stone and Wally Wood. I saw it, and I was like, wait a second, that's not. Vince Coletta did the interior, right? It was uh, Frankie, Frank, Ray. Frankie Ray. I'm wrong all around tonight. Boy, <laughs> just earlier you were commenting <laughs> on how I'm always right when oh, I, I say I, these things. And I've been wrong, it. wrong, wrong. I At least I caught it. myself yeah. before everybody wrote into it. He's smart, but John, it's not Vinnie Coletta. It's Chick Stone. Okay, so, so what is, what's your underrated book? Before we go to my underrated book, I see you have something there. You have Nova number one. Yes, I do. And you have a pack of Comic Clear backing boards. This is not a commercial. This is a clarification because Richard and I were talking about these last week and we were both like super nervous about them. Mm -hmm. What was our concern? If, if they're acid free, you know, right. the plastic breeze just like um, the covers and you, you don't want to have any transfer of acids and things like that. So if you guys haven't seen these yet, they're clear backing boards. So you can show. Yep, here I've got my Nova. And there's a board here. It's impossible to see. Because it's clear. Right. And, and we were nervous, like, are these really acid-free? I'm nervous to use them. I don't want to ruin my books. 
Well, the guy who uh, founded this company, whose name I'm blanking on, actually left a comment in last week's video. Guys, John, Richard, settle down. <laughs> they are 100% archival plastic. They are acid-free. They won't harm your books. Woof! <laughs> And uh, they're actually made out of the same material as Mylars. Mm -hmm. So if you're using Mylar bags, there's no problem using these as well. So a clarification, don't be afraid of Comic Clear, according to the founder of Comic Clear. Right, not, not, not a commercial. I bought two of these, um, two boxes of 25, and um, I use them for the higher value raws that I have. Uh, they're they're gorgeous. I mean, they're they're completely transparent. Um, and now that I've you know we've been assured that AI that's enough. Happens. He's got to pay for anything else. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> good good stuff. We wanted to clarify that. <laughs> now, if you want a full hearty endorsement, our email is bronzemonergods at gmail .com, and let's talk a little scratchy. Uh, I'm I'm half joking. Our, uh, my underrated book this week is. Infinity Inc. number 14. This is the first issue drawn by a young hotshot named Todd McFarlane. This is a series where Todd really cut his professional teeth after his little debut there in the issue of Coyote in the backup. Uh, while his pencils, you look at this, and all you see is Tony Dizanuka. I mean, he just smothers <laughs> Todd McFarlane. You can still see Todd in some of the panel layouts and in some of the later issues of this run, um, the big, huge, flowing capes right, yeah. with Dr. Bones, mm -hmm. in particular, the character. Uh, shout out to Forrest again for suggesting this book for an underrated book, because he was flipping through and he saw this picture of a big, flowing, crazy cape and texted it to us and said, does anybody know that Todd <laughs> was doing this back then? Uh, for Infinity 14 in particular, a 90-day GPA for a CGC 9.8, is right now about $274, which is a lot more than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, that is, yeah. Until I looked at 2022. It was selling for $354 in 2022. Wow. So it's actually down. So again, buy the dip. Uh, dip, 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 dip. And uh, Infinity 14, first issue for Todd. Short and sweet. There we are. Uh, you guys got... Extra, extra Richard and John the last few weeks. So uh, this one is uh, traveling for work, a uh, short version of the show. But we always appreciate you guys. And uh, make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Bronze and Modern Gods. Or the website, bronzeandmoderngods.com. Hit like for us. Hit subscribe if you haven't already. We're in the same room again just for this week only. Yeah. It seems to be happening more and more lately, which is good. Uh, so hopefully we'll see you uh, together again soon. But until then, we'll catch you next time. Yeah, everybody stay safe. <laughs>